You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everybody and welcome to the Health Hub. My name is Kathy Biasse and along with our producer Alex Diaz, we'd like to thank you for joining in with us today. We are back live. Alex is back from his vacation. I am looking forward to this show. It seems like such a long time, Alex, since we've been in the studio. Yes, it's it's been a while. I really enjoyed my vacation. I was in uh, Nova Scotia for my two weeks and I really enjoyed myself. Well, you're all tanned. You look happy. You do eat a lot of seafood. Oh, definitely. That's one of my pri- priorities when I go anywhere is to try the try the local food. And for sure, I'm a seafood so that's not, fanatic for sure. Yes. That's not one of your food allergies. I know you have a lot of them, but seafood isn't I'm, one I, of them? I know. I'm very fortunate in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been out to Nova Scotia. We've had, um, uh, well, since the kids have been able to walk, I guess they've been in sports in the mm-hmm. summer. And, and a lot of times it's been the rep sports and the teams don't look too favorably on you taking time off. And just out of curiosity, what, what sports were your kids involved in? Soccer, yeah. uh, mainly in the rep vein, but my two sons also got into the, the summer hockey league as well. Oh, okay. So we've never taken time off in the summer, and I guess that's the time you want to get down east to, yeah, it was, to the coast. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful for sure. We ended up taking in the sunset, which was the first time for me anyway, and I really enjoyed that. Took lots of pictures while I was once away for sure, and... Uh, had a good time. Well, I haven't I haven't seen any of your pictures yet, but I look forward to them. Oh, is is sure. that your first time out east? Uh, I've been to New Brunswick before. New Brunswick. But uh, no, this was the first time in a while for sure that I've been east. And you, did you get a car and sort of drive up and down the coast? Uh, yeah, we we uh, we rented a car there locally and spent a lot of, a lot of time at uh, Cape Breton and, and did the tour that way. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Something I'd like to try myself. But as I said, we're all pepped and ready to go for this show because we've been a, a couple of weeks out of the studio and we have a really interesting guest today, Debbie Allen. And Debbie's going to talk to us about homeopathy. And I love Debbie. And I'll give you a little bit of backstory uh, between Debbie and I. Debbie taught me a couple of nutrition modules when I was going through school and they gave her, I think, the dry modules. I won't get into what subject didn't turn my crank, but she taught both of them, I think. And uh, her sense of humor, actually, it, it made this dry material doable. And I really enjoyed her. And one of the things that I love about Debbie is that she has a grassroots practice. And what I mean by that is that she hasn't, you know, she can maybe clarify this, but, you know, her practice has evolved as she has seen need and I'll, I'll write, uh, read to you a little bit um, of her bio and a bit of history about her. But what I mean by that is it, we like to have on the, on the Health Hub interesting topics and interesting ideas. And we work hard to research these materials for you, to educate you. But also to come into that, we want the right type of person. And to me, Debbie is the right type of person. She's genuine. And it comes out with the way she deals with people and with her practice. And her practice has evolved over the years as she has seen a need and I find that uh, admirable, and I, I, I would like to be the same type of person as she is. Her experience in, in different areas of health gives a really broad-based knowledge. But today we're going to focus more in on her homeopathy, and then towards the end we're going to introduce you into a new uh, venture that, that Debbie is getting into. But just a bit about Debbie right now. Debbie started her journey in the health field back in 2002 when she graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition, and she opened a private practice in Aurora, which is in Ontario. As Debbie worked with patients, she realized she needed more than nutrition to complete her type of practice, what she wanted to get done. So she went back to school in 2008 for three years, and she can clarify that, but I think that's three full-time years, and graduated from the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine. 
Debbie drew on her education as a homeopath and a registered holistic nutritionist to build a successful practice in both homeopathy and nutrition. She also works closely with a couple of medical doctors to offer a fully integrative model. And that is, that is something. Um, Debbie works with uh, patients across Canada, offering online services, and she also works in person uh, with consultations. She teaches currently at the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine and at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. So Debbie is on the line with us. And when we get back from our quick break, I will introduce you to Debbie and we are going to learn about homeopathy. We'll talk soon. As I walk this great unknown Questions come and questions go Was there purpose for the pain? Did I cry these tears in vain? I don't want to live in fear I want to trust that you are near Trust your grace can be seen In both triumph and tragedy I have this hope in the depth of my soul. In the flood or the fire, you're with me and you won't let go. But sometimes my faith feels thin, like the night will never end. Will you catch every tear Or will you just leave me here I have this hope In the depth of my soul In the flood or the fire You're with me and you won't let go Yes, I Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, if you would like to call in and talk to Debbie, I think you're really going to enjoy listening to her. Please do call us at 416-245-1534, or you can tweet at us at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasi. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Debbie. Thank you. How are you doing this morning? I'm great, thank you. That's good. Have you taken any holidays yet, Deb? Not yet, actually. Um, I was. Uh, I'm. I'm sort of gauging around this rain that we're having here. Ah, good luck. Um, good luck. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so um, 
I'm thinking maybe in two weeks. I'm crossing my fingers that August is going to be a better month than uh, July, so I'm not canoeing to the cottage. <laughs> yeah, tell me, we're going to we're going to take uh, some time up there this this coming week. And it's right. yeah, it's been hard to navigate. Uh, soccer has been canceled, this, that, and the other. It's just not been nice. We have tons of bugs too, which oh, is yeah, crazy. Not oh, yeah, it is crazy. Absolutely. So let's dive into homeopathy. Um, okay. It's it's a tongue twister for Alex, right, Alex? <laughs> what is that <laughs> word, homeopathy? <laughs> and it's funny because I was talking to a couple of people about. Um, our guests today, you, and talking about the subject matter. And believe it or not, I do prepare for these shows, folks. I do research. I do write up questions. I try and sound like I know a little bit about what we're talking about. The one question that I didn't sort of put in my, my brain bank was to ask what homeopathy is. And I was talking to some people and they said, what exactly is homeopathy? And I thought, you know what? Maybe that's the question that we should start with. So Debbie, why don't you sort of give us an, an overview of what homeopathy actually is. Sure, I can do that. So I'll, I'll just explain briefly what it is, but as we go on through our interview, um, the, you know, it'll just become a little bit clearer with, with you know, some more information. Um, basically, um, it's the treatment of disease by um, minute doses of a natural substance um, that in a healthy person produces symptoms of disease. So, you know, how does that translate? Basically, homeopathy is made from natural sources. So, um, plants, animals, uh, minerals. And um, when it is um, uh, it's in its raw form, it's diluted um, tremendously so that it is not in its natural substance anymore. And then it is made into a natural medicine. So you have to now, do you formulate these sort of things? Like, no. if you you don't, no. Okay. So there is a mother tincture for all of these remedies, and um, and then basically they're made into a form of a medicine. And when you see the medicine, um, you know when it's given to you, it's given to you on these little milk sugar pellets, and the medicine is on the outside of them, and you just basically suck on them. Oh, the medicines on the outside of those little things. Yes. Are they all in pellet form? Uh, they can be in tincture form as well, um, and uh, but typically the um, the single remedies are in pellet form. Okay. So, what made you know? In in uh, the beginning of the show, we discussed a bit of your background, and sure. you became a nutritionist. What made you what made you come into the health field in the first place and then sort of hone your skills into homeopathy? Well, so about 17 years ago, um I had this brainstorm that I was going to become a long distance runner. I think I watched it on TV and it looked pretty simple, sort of like <laughs> golf, right? Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and then you get out there and you think, "Holy mackerel, I couldn't even drive run down my driveway." <laughs> so, um I Started to, I joined a running club, like a learn to run club, mm-hmm. and they had a nutritionist come in to speak to us. So I went to see her privately, and I realized that fueling your body was extremely important for not only exercise, but so many other things. And so that's when I decided to um, go to school. Um, and so I went back to school to become a holistic nutritionist. And as I was working with my clients, I realized that they needed more than just nutrition to get better because they were coming to me with more and more complicated um, health issues. And so um, because I had been exposed to homeopathy by having a low thyroid, so hypothyroid, and I went to a homeopath who helped to balance balance it out for me with homeopathy, and I was sold on it, and then I used it for other things, and I just thought it was just an amazing form of medicine. And so I bit the bullet and went back to school and became a homeopath. Was that, no, I said, I'm not sure that I would clarify with you, but was that three full-time years? It's not full-time years. So it's three years, but when, um, when, I, when you say full-time, do you mean like five days a week yeah. in school? Yeah. Yeah, no. So it's, um, it's every other weekend... Um, for the actual classroom, and then it's uh, um, one or two week, uh, Fridays um, a month for uh, clinical. So we have a pre-in-depth clinical um, pre- uh, 
uh, component that we have to do. Back to the physiology, the chemistry, all of that stuff? Right. And we have real live people coming in, patients coming in, and we have to, um, we're under the supervision of, of a homeopath while we're there, and we have to um, work on these people and uh, figure out what to give them. And um, so it, the that component of it is amazing because, you know, learning homeopathy from a book, it's like learning how to play football from a book. Like you actually mm-hmm. have to get on the field and do it. Mm-hmm. And it all comes together when you have a real person sitting across from you. So do you specialize in one particular, when you went, when you started your nutrition practice, did you go in into it with athletes in mind or more of a broad-based approach? I did actually, because um, when I became a nutritionist, that's how I built my practice, actually. I specialized in, um, in athletes because I was exposed to them because at that time I was a long-distance runner. Oh, so you, so you attained your goal. You yes, actually did. Yay! Actually, yeah, <laughs> okay. I ran, um, yeah, I ran uh, five half marathons and one full marathon. And uh, so I was, yeah, I was actually very entrenched in the, in that community. So they were who I drew from originally, and then I just expanded from there. And so now your practice is a combination of the two modalities, I'm assuming? Correct, yes. And, and do you specialize in any one particular, do you feel that certain people gravitate towards your practice? Are you... Are you a specialist in some particular area or more of a no, GP? No, I wouldn't say that I'm a specialist. I, I deal with, you know, pretty much anything and everything um, um, because homeopathy is an overall medicine. And so, you know, I have people coming to me for physical issues, um, emotional issues. So um, it just, you know, I'm open to anything pretty much. Okay. Now, homeopathy as, as a practice, is this, this, this goes back in time, does it not? Or is this something more new onto, onto the health front? Oh, gosh, no. So homeopathy has been around basically since 1796. Um, a gentleman by the name of Samuel Hahnemann, um, you know, sort of was the founder of it. And so it is a very old form of medicine and it's just um, been put on the back burner because pharma has come in and sort of taken over. And, but that's very much in um, North America. In Europe, homeopathy is still uh, a very, very um, popular form of medicine. And most medical doctors actually um, prescribe homeopathy as well. And they are also homeopaths in Europe. So, um, you know, when you walk around Europe, you can see it pretty much anywhere. Well, here too, you you see, you know, if you go into the health food stores, you see all sorts of these different tinctures and and homeopathic remedies and and everybody and his brother is trying to grab one and see if it's, you know, you get little descriptions of what they are. But we'll get into a bit more. It's a little bit more complicated than reading a description, is it not? And just taking sure. the, the remedy. But I, I, I want to, you know, we'll get into all the other the, the particulars. But what I wanted to ask you, you touched on pharma. Are, is your, um, is homeopathy regulated in Ontario? It is. So um, homeopathy has been regulated uh, since um, April 1st, 2015. And so we are under the College of Homeopaths of Ontario. And to use the title homeopath, you have to have graduated um, from an accredited school like the Canadian College of Homeopathic Medicine. Um, They are uh, fully accredited. And um, you also have to be um, registered with the College of Homeopaths, and you have to be in good standing. Okay. Um, so that's, that's a regulation aspect taken care of. Now, when you graduate from the school, do you get the title of a doctor of homeopathy? No, we don't. You don't. So we are allowed to call ourselves homeopaths. We are not allowed to call ourselves doctors. Okay. So that clarifies that up because I know there's been a lot in the last couple of years about, you know, things have come out about, about homeopathy and, and maybe, you know, you can address some of, 
some of the myths that that surround homeopathy. You know, one one being that it's you know it's just a placebo effect that people are feeling. So can you know what what have you had to deal with in your practice about people coming in and maybe challenging you on the validity of homeopathy? Well. Um Personally, in my practice, I haven't had people challenge me because they know the t- like what I what I do, and they know that I am holistically minded. I would say where my challenge is is if I'm out in a public forum, like even something like a party, and somebody says to me, "What do you do?" and I say, "I'm a homeopath," and you know, I get the rolling of the eyes and the, oh, does that stuff really work? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the myths are, you know, they're only, they're just sugar pellets. They don't work. Um, you know, people aren't going to get better by that. Um, another one that I've heard is that um, it encourages people to delay conventional medicine treatments. And, you know, none of this is true um, because, we all have a choice in regards to our medical care. And the problem is, though, is that because most people just think of going on a prescription when they're not well, they don't broaden their uh, thought process until something else occurs, mm-hmm. like the medical system lets them down or it's not working for them. Um, and then they will expand their thought process and reach out for some sort of natural medicine. Well, it's, it's, it's good to note here, too, that you are working with MDs. So obviously, mm-hmm. they're seeing validity in what you're doing. And, and the other side of that, too, is that you're not saying me or medicine, which I think is so important as, you know, complementary care practitioners. I, I think, you know, if you don't take a, a stand like that and you're inclusive of different aspects of a protocol, I think it makes you much more presentable and, and it validates what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you know, for, for people who may not know, to, for um, a complementary healthcare practitioner to have a, a partnership or have even an association with MD, it's quite, it's quite a, a, a feather in your cap, Debbie, because you've obviously seen great, great accomplishments with what you're doing so you know that 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 is an important thing and it's not a not at all really a common thing at this point so i i think that that's great um let's go ahead deb yeah well i just you know i was pleased myself because um it was just one patient that i had that i was um supporting her health after breast cancer treatments and she had developed some health issues, uh, fibromyalgia being one of them, um, after having chemo. And she was on about nine different medications for various other illnesses. And she wanted to start to decrease these medications. And so I reached out to her medical doctor and asked her if, you know, she would work with me to help her do that. And we worked together. And it was just remarkable as she came off of each medication slowly, I would um, support her with homeopathy and supplements and nutrition. And today she's not on any medication whatsoever. And her medical doctor was so amazed by the power of homeopathy that she started referring um, just a ton of her patients to me. And that's, you know, that's what we all hope to do, really. I mean, that's working as a whole health field is really is really that what we're all attaining to do. So I, I commend you so much for for doing that and the way you approach people and the way you approach your practice. And we've we've run out of time for the the first. Oh, Alex says we have a couple more minutes. Okay, so we can I can ask you a couple of questions here. Maybe we can get to them before our break because I actually have a list of about two pages worth. Who can use homeopathy? Anybody. Children. So yes. So from newborn babies. Well, let's start even sooner than that. Pregnant mums, newborn babies, all the way up to very, very elderly people and anybody in between. And anybody in between. And do you have a hard time convincing mums of newborns that they can use homeopathy? No, most of the time they have done their research um, before they actually delve into it. 
And so they realize that they are able to use it. And um, the, the, you know, we can get into this a little bit more, but this is where you want to go to a reputable registered homeopath because it's all about the dosing and how much you give. Um, that with regards to, you know, the the broad spectrum of people that you're giving it to, that's really um, very, very important, right? Okay, yes. And I think that maybe is where we'll end off and we'll get back into dosing and the importance of dealing with someone reputable after our break. And... I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm looking through like three pages of questions and it always happens. You know, we get talking and I don't get to all the things that I want to ask. So we'll get back to this. We'll get into the dosing and get into more specifics about homeopathy in a few minutes, about two or three minutes. We'll be back soon, everyone. Solid gold, like a vow that is tested, like a covenant of old. Your love is enduring through the winter rain and beyond the horizon. With mercy for today, faithful you have been, and faithful you will be. Pledge yourself to me, and it's why I sing your praise. Will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. You father the orphan. Your kindness makes us whole And you shoulder our weakness And your strength becomes our own Now you're making me like you Clothing me in white Bringing beauty from ashes For you will have your bride Free of all her guilt Rid of all her shame Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. 
Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, to reiterate, if you want to speak with Debbie, ask her some questions, you can call in at 416-245-1534, or you can hit us on Twitter at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasi. So before we went to the break, we, we dabbled into a bit of using Debbie using this in practice and the need to be working with someone who understands homeopathy, who's gone through the right schooling to, to get the benefits of the, the remedies. So, um, Debbie, what, what you talked about dosing, I had to skirt you out before we went to break. So why do we need to work with someone who really understands these remedies? And, and I ask this because you can walk into any health store and they've got the remedies sitting there in front of you. So why, why do you think it's, it's, it's very, very important for us to work with someone who understands these remedies well? So that's a really excellent question. And so, so let me sort of explain to you just briefly that the art of being a homeopath is to be able to um, listen to somebody tell you their story and to be able to listen to their symptoms and to ask the right question, because as homeopaths, we work very strongly with symptoms because we believe that the body is talking to us, basically mm-hmm. giving off symptoms, telling us what's wrong with it. And picking a remedy, you have to pick a remedy that matches those symptoms, And um, so I'm going to give you an example. We have a remedy made out of onions. It's called Allium Sipa. And so if you think about the symptoms when you cut onions, so you have watery eyes, burning eyes, runny nose, those are also very similar symptoms to seasonal allergies. Mm -hmm. So if somebody comes to me with those symptoms, I think of Allium Sipa Um, And that may be the remedy that I prescribe to them. And so what happens is two things that are exactly the same can't live in the body at the same time. And the body recognizes this and it basically knocks the disease out of the body. So when somebody goes to the health food store and picks a remedy thinking that they've just done a little reading on the symptoms and this is what the remedy matches up with, they really don't know how much of that remedy to take or how strong to take because the the health food stores only carry a couple of strengths and then you have to get um, higher strengths from homeopaths. And so um, if you don't know what you're doing, you may get no results whatsoever um, or you may get some sort of um, skewed results, but either way you won't get um, a complete cure, which is what we're always looking for as homeopaths. So what leads me to the question then is, can these remedies be harmful? No. They cannot be so harmful. So there's no side effects to homeopathy. Um, however, um, if you are, don't take it correctly, you can aggravate the body. So what it will do is it will just throw off symptoms that are annoying, you know, headaches, a skin rash, um, something like that. They are not, there's no side effects per se that become dangerous. So no interaction with medication at all? Not at all. That's the beauty of homeopathy is that you can couple it with pretty much any other medicine and it works beautifully with it. Have you had to deal and explain yourself with, uh, to any doctors about a treatment plan that you've given one of your patients? Um, I haven't had to explain in terms of um, them questioning me in a negative way. I've just had to educate them um, on why I'm doing this because they don't really understand homeopathy and that's fine. They really don't need to get all the details of it. They just want to know what I'm doing so that we can work well together. The, the reason I'm thinking this is in my own, in my own practice dealing with cancer patients, even mm-hmm. um, supplementation, you know, it's, it's very hit and miss with what oncologists will accept. So this type of practice might be extremely beneficial for people who are sort of 
unable to take mainstream supplementation that may have an effect on their medication. And I'm, I'm wondering, are, are you seeing cancer patients coming into you who are able to take the medications and having success within a cancer protocol? Absolutely. Um, homeopathy is a beautiful medicine with these people. So um, I have worked with a few cancer patients who are going through treatment, chemo, radiation, and, you know, sadly with cancer, often the symptoms are not from the disease, they're from the cure. And so they feel well until they start the treatment, Mm -hmm. and then they become unwell. So the homeopathy helps to uh, treat the symptoms from chemo and radiation and really uh, bring it down where they can actually continue to live their lives without being in bed, um, you know, extremely ill. And also I use it after the treatment because often there are lasting effects from the treatments and the homeopathy as well as nutrition and supplementation at that point um, as well really helps to bring the vitality back. So within, you brought up nutrition and supplementation, within, you know, a regular consult that you would have working with patients, is it a balance between the three or are you more specializing when people come in, they're looking for homeopathy? I always do nutrition. Okay. Always. Um, I don't do it in depth all the time because sometimes people have a great diet and they're still not well. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people have a terrible diet and they're not well. So I will just uh, give them pointers or give them, um, you know, a whole protocol depending on what is indicated for that per- particular person. So getting training the whole health of the person is basically what you're trying to do and hitting it absolutely. from all fronts and dealing yep, with root absolutely. cause. Mm-hmm. Okay. Root cause. But homeopathy is, is, is your baby. That's where you're, you're, you know, you're more, most of your focus is people come to see you as a homeopath. Um, no, I wouldn't say that, no? actually. Okay. I would say that I've got a complete balance um, in my practice. I have homeopathy. Um, I have nutrition. Sometimes I just practice as a nutritionist with somebody, and I don't do homeopathy. Mm. Um, but I always do nutrition with all of my, um, you know, patients and, um, and then I, uh, you know, if they come to me, I also have um, a counseling part of my practice as well. Mm-hmm. And if they come to me for that, then um, I may or may not incorporate those two into that. So, Would you say that homeopathy can address any health issue? It can address any health issues as long as the person doesn't require an operation okay. or something. Yeah, so symptomology, root cause, that, that idea, not, not acute, right. uh, more chronic. Uh, no, actually acute as well. Oh, really? So we okay. do colds and flus and um, bronchitis and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a big part of our practice is acutes as well. Um, but we, you know, if something in the body is dead and not working, like let's say a valve in the heart and um, it needs to be operated on and replaced, homeopathy cannot really bring something back to life, Mm -hmm. right? Fair enough. Well, where where in your practice do you feel you've seen the greatest success? Um, I would say I've seen the greatest success by using both homeopathy and nutrition, but I don't have one stronger than the other in regards to physical or emotional health. They are both equal. Both equal. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I would have thought, I th- I would have thought that uh, you, I guess, I guess because of the, the premise that homeopathy treats the conditions of the body, that would, that would give an equal playing field to a bunch of things. I just, maybe you were talking about the acute aspect of your, of your practice versus the chronic aspect, and you're seeing success in, in all avenues, I'm taking it. Yes, and because it deals with the root cause, what's so amazing is that when somebody is treated acutely, so let's say they 
acutely are getting a lot of colds through the winter months. When they start treating, being treated with homeopathy, that susceptibility starts to come down. And if they continue to take care of their health through homeopathy, nutrition, etc., um, you know, after um, a period of time, they no longer are getting colds anymore, or they may get one every winter instead of, say, four. Is there, is there a preventative path to use home, with homeopathy? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so people would come in pre, pre-winter and, and gear up. Right. So we have natural, um, so if you don't want to have the flu shot, we have natural flu um, kit that we uh, have for these people. And it works beautifully for them. Oh, that's very interesting. Now, someone new to the game, how would you mm-hmm. introduce them into homeopathy? Or if, if they're passing by a, a store and they want to just try a couple of things, would you say that these are, um, there are a couple of things that they could get started with before they actually delve into seeing a, uh, someone who specializes like yourself? Uh, what I'm thinking of is I use like Arnica. Is that, that's a homeopathic remedy, isn't it? Yeah, so Arnica would be a great one. So Arnica, you can get it in the pellet form or you can get it in a cream or a gel form. Um, it's, it's a must-have in each household, I mm-hmm. think. And um, you can use it for pain, um, bruising, and it's wonderful. So I suggest that that, you know, be in your kit at home, and it's a great way for people to, um, you know, lead into it for sure. Any, anything else that people might want to dabble with first before? You know, sometimes it takes people to see a little bit of, of success before they full-blown go into seeing a practitioner. So are there sure. any other remedies that, that you could suggest for people right now? Well, you know what? Let's take this time of year. You know, you and I were talking about the bugs. Yeah. And um, one of the great remedies out there is called APIS, A-P-I-S. And APIS is for stings. And um, so it, it's great. You know, some people really react to um, bee stings, wasp stings, if they're not obviously allergic to it, but also just um, being stung by a mosquito um, because there's so many of them right now. Apis is a, a great remedy for that. And it's perfect for this time of year, either, you know, at your cottage, around your pool, something like that. Is that the little pills? Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to go and grab some of that. And are there directions on the bottle? Uh, well, you know what? You, you can just get a 30C and, um, you know, just uh, uh, take a couple of pellets um, if you get stung. And it works great. So it's after so. you get stung. Can it be used preventatively too? Uh, typically, we don't use it preventatively. We use it um, to put actually, you know, f- for, the, um, for the sting when the person actually gets stung. So. Okay. Well, okay, that leads me into a question. How long does it take for remedies uh, or for your treatment plans and homeopathy to begin taking an effect? Is this something that it, you know, the body graduates up to or right away you take a remedy and you should notice something? So um, that's the answer to that is it depends. Okay. And I know everybody hates that answer. That's okay. But um, the reason is, is because it has to do with how sensitive the person is. And so when we take a case, um, the big thing is, is we assess how sensitive the person is to, you know, just things in life, to medication in general. And then we assess that and decide how much and how often and the strength of what we're going to give them. Okay. And that dep- and so their sensitivity will depend on how fast it reacts as well and how ill they are and how healthy they are because um you know because it's a natural form of medicine um if the person smokes for example or drinks a lot of coffee or um does recreational drugs um then the we may, may need to give more of the remedy because mm-hmm. it can be um, what we call antidoted from these things, right? Because they're strong. Okay, so you graduate up to... Okay, which brings me to actually to an interesting question. Can, your, can homeopathic remedies be used for bad habits? Like if you wanted to stop smoking, is this something that someone could go see you yes. for? Yes, it can be used for bad... Yes, it can. Yes. 
Oh, oh, see, I didn't know that. See, this is this is why I have people on the show like you, so I can educate everybody, including myself. And I know home um, naturopaths do have an inkling of homeopathy. Are they as specialized? Would you say? Do they? Do they I, I don't know what the homeopathic or what the naturopathic bent is on homeopathy, but would their schooling be sort of along the lines of your knowledge or? Are you far more in-depth than what a naturopathic school would go into? So naturopaths are schooled differently than us um, because they're taught um, more modalities than just homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and their schooling is, um, uh, so they have, you know, all different modalities. So the number of hours that we learn homeopathy is way more than the number of hours that they learn homeopathy. I don't know the exact amount, but um, ours is, you know, in the hundreds. So it's it's quite a specialty. How many homeopaths would be in, let's say, Ontario? Hmm. Would there be a lot? Are we talking hundreds and hundreds or? uh, You know what? Um, I'm not sure because um, we're all registered. The actual um, homeopaths that are actually allowed to practice mm-hmm. were registered with the college. And if you go in to find a homeopath, we will be in there. Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually gone on there to count how many um, are registered. Well, that's, that's an important point that I wanted to bring out to everybody. I think that there probably are people who are educated or think they're educated in homeopathy and dabble in it that feel that they are knowledgeable enough to pass their wisdom on to people. But I think you would encourage people to see someone who is actually registered with the college. Am I not mistaken on that front? Absolutely. So um, since regulation, um, you are not allowed to practice in Ontario um, as a homeopath and you are not allowed to call yourself a homeopath. Um, But... You know, again, um, in, you know, people can do things behind the doors all the time, mm-hmm. right? But the danger with that, and the reason, of course, for regulation is to protect the public. Yeah, you right? want you want you want to get someone who know understands what they're doing. And as Debbie said, I mean, these aren't. She doesn't feel that these are remedies and situations where there's going to be harm done per se. But you may be wasting a lot of money and not having success if you're not dealing with someone who's very well educated in the area of, of homeopathy. And I know they taste good and everything, but they just, you know, that's totally beside the point. I remember okay. I, I gave my kids, um, I think it was a flu remedy, and they were just like begging for it each week. So it was great. It was an right. easy way to give medication. Um, <laughs> now, I want to, you know, we're running out of time, and I, I don't want to be remiss in mentioning a new venture that you are doing. And this, this takes me back to the introduction where Debbie, Debbie sees a need and, and addresses it as opposed to laying out what she wants to do and fitting it in. And this is something that I really admire. So, Debbie, why don't you tell us about um, your new your new website and your new venture. And I loved, I looked on your website and I love the, the saying that has on it, um, that it has healing does not mean that the damage never existed. It means it no longer controls our life. And I think that's amazing. So can you tell us about what, what you're venturing into now? Sure. So, um, as I was, so we have, we, we see our patients for about two to two and a half hours for an initial appointment. So we get to know people quite well. And I was seeing this pattern over and over and over again, where there was either some form of depression, anxiety, addiction, either directly with them or with their family of origin. So it could have been addiction to food, to alcohol, to drugs, uh, to gambling, um, basically just an imbalance in their life. And there, with that, there was a component of their health or ill health attached to that. And so I just thought, wow, you know, this is a big need because in the medical community with these issues, most of the go-to healing is with drugs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I could do this with natural medicine and nutrition. Like, I can work with these people. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to 
you know, give them proper drugs that they need. That's mm-hmm. why I work with their doctors. But to introduce the natural medicine is amazing. So I went back to school and um, I got my credentials actually in counseling, um, specifically um, in addiction. And um, I added that into my practice. My website is um, www.asafeplacetoheal.ca. And, um, and I do counseling across Canada and I do it uh, either in person or online. And uh, if the person needs natural medicine and they're open to it while we're working together, then I also use that as part of the protocol. Mm-hmm. Fully integrated. That's, that's really something that uh, I, really, I really like about what you're doing. So this is bringing us actually to the end of the show. I told you, Debbie, it would fly by. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, we talk a lot and it, it's the, such an interesting topic. So it's, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I want to reiterate that if you would like to get a hold of Debbie, she has actually two websites. One is, as she mentioned, www.asafeplacetoheal, and that is her therapy site. On the homeopathic and nutrition uh, scale, you can reach her at www.asafeplacetoheal healthonearth.ca. Um, Deb, you want to give us your tip of the day? Sure. Um, big part of staying well is lack of stress. To stay well, you need a balance in life. I suggest you take time and unplug from your computer and your phones and live in the moment doing something special or being with someone that is special to you once a day. That, those are words of wisdom, not just a tip of a day, but words of wisdom. So thank you very much, Debbie, for being with us this morning. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Health Hub. We will have a tape show again next week, but it's going to be awesome. So look forward to it. It's our first round table, and we're talking about young adults and stress. So join us next week for that. Again, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And we will talk to you later on the Health Hub. The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.